Hello everyone, my name is Jenna and I'll be your host for your Entrepreneur Sisters podcast. I wanted to first give you a warm welcome to the show. <laughs> if you take out the if you take out the word yes. So let me tell y'all something real quick. So I did not intentionally have the initial to be yes, okay? But <laughs> it just so happened when I was going through the process and just praying about it, about the name of the show, your entrepreneur sister was the one show name that popped out out of all of it. So yes. <laughs> the initial is definitely, I mean, the initial is definitely Y-E-S, but it was not intentional. But anyway, this podcast is mainly to hear about believers' stories of how they answer the call to Christ, how they handle their business, and encourage those that need to go ahead and walk in faith for whatever business that the Lord has placed in your heart. This show welcomes unbelievers of Jesus Christ and those who are in a dark place or those who just simply just need encouragement. As a believer of the gospel, I wanted to make sure that those who do not walk with Christ, hear real life conversation from believers' stories, saying yes while following Christ and handling business. So I hope you enjoy this show as much as possible. Thank you for listening. Do not forget to subscribe because every week on Wednesday we have a new show for you. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as possible. All right, y'all. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to your Entrepreneur Sister podcast. I do definitely have a, a co host with me today. Coach Lee, go ahead. Hey, everybody. I am Coach Lee. I am a productivity and accountability coach, all about helping you get your life together, basically, because as women, as sisters, as Black women, especially, we think we can do everything and be all things for all people, but we have to realize that sometimes we need to ask for help and we need help. So I'm all about helping you by being that help that you need to find that hidden time in your day so you can start putting yourself and your goals first so you can start being everything else to everybody. So that's me. That's that's right we all need that because you know not everyone had an amazing relationship with their parents or just no one they just kind of like living with the trauma of their parents trying to survive so we need you out here in these streets I mean not in the physical streets but you know we need you because it's just like our mind needs to be transformed and now is that the only thing that you do or you're just trying to be humble which which one is it I mean I'm a criminal defense attorney (laughs) by day been doing that for almost 10 years um so you know i'm helping out in, in the criminal streets as well keeping people well trying to help people stay out of trouble but then in the coaching world kind of like translating that like life coaching is kind of what i do in criminal defense because we got to fix their lives so yes <laughs> we need you coach <laughs> we need you now we're gonna go ahead and transition into the part of your faith journey first now that we heard about you being a lawyer by day and a coach by night keeping people accountable, productive. Let us know about your journey. Go ahead and, you know, let us know. So I have, I grew up in the church. Like I'm not a pastor's kid or anything like that, but growing up, we've always gone to church. Vacation Bible school, youth convention, youth convention, all the things. What else? What we have. Do you have the, the, the Bible studies? The yes, Bible, Bible vacation studies, schools every Bible summer? School, youth church, all of that. So I've grown up in the church. But the one thing that my parents did do for us was let us make the decision on when we wanted to join the church, like when we were ready to be baptized and when we wanted to be baptized. So for me, that was coming into high school. That's when I felt that I knew enough about God on my own to make a conscious decision that I want to change my life. I should change my life. Like, here's, here's the transition of my life. So for me, that was, I guess, the beginning of my faith walk in the conscious decision on my own to join the church, get baptized. And then from there, because once you're out of your parents' house, you're really on your own. Like, you really got to right. figure out 
I, okay, I still got to go to church or I want to go to church. So getting involved <laughs> in college, going to like finding an on-campus ministry to go to because I didn't have my car and stuff then. And then from there going to law school, still making that conscious decision. And then now as an adult, like, I mean, I guess I was an adult then, but you know, as we continue to <laughs> doing more of the conscious work to continue to know and learn God for myself to study or attempt to study on my own and get to have my own understanding as well. So I guess that's a little bit about kind of how I came to came to know Jesus. Oh yeah. So what is your biggest challenge just being that you grew up in the church? I think for me the biggest challenge is knowledge and understanding. Like probably you can tell as a coach, I'm into personal development. I'm into the mindset <laughs> work and all of that. Oh, yeah. So taking the time to study for myself and understanding and trying to get that understanding because depending on what version of the Bible you read and you got the thou's, the shelf, the heart, the somebody begot somebody else. And just trying to get an understanding <laughs> for myself to not rely only on the pastor, to not only rely on the you version Bible app, to try to have that own understanding for me. And then, you know, you can't trust everything on the internet. So then if you start right. Googling, you end up in a rabbit hole of, am I going out of conspiracy theory? Like, is this true? Is it not true? And even some people, depending on their church homes, mm. might not have the best teaching coming from the pulpit. So trying right. to, my struggle would be getting the knowledge for myself, testing the knowledge against the scripture, what my pastor's teaching me, what I might be reading in other sources to be able to say that I have my own understanding my, and my own foundation um, for my walk and my relationship. Now that's really good and that's real powerful that you said that you have to do it on your own because one thing about it um, is that you you tend to hear about my pastor didn't do this. My, it's so many blames on the pastor and you were just in your head like, can we take our own accountability to know that, hey, this pastor is human. That's number one. And number uh -huh. two, if I have a relationship with Christ, why do I have to consistently blame it on them? So it seemed like you actually found your own ground the, the, on the foundation of your parents, just letting you have your own free will instead of making you do it <laughs> and like, you know, like condemning it why you why you're not doing it. And and it's just so important because again, how we have when we're raised with our parents and the foundation is love, how your parents did it. The fact that your family already found that foundation of love inside of you is the same thing that you were able to do with the Lord. Now, when it comes to your um, relationship with Christ and navigating through life, how did you decide to start on the business? How did it go into business, you said? Yes. I never wanted to start this coaching business if I'm a Wait, what? Can, can you say it for the people in the back? I mean, I, your testimony already alone, but can you say that for the people in the back? I didn't want to be a coach. I went to school to be a lawyer. I love the law. I love what I do. I love being in the courtroom. Never had an intention of this whole coaching business. I became a coach because of y'all. Like everybody <laughs> told me, you're so motivating. You're so encouraging. How do you get all this done? How do you do law? Like I used to referee basketball. I played sports, like intramural sports. I work out. Everybody was like, how do you, how do you do all this? Like, how do you get up? get up early, go to bed early, do law, after trial, still go do this, mm -hmm. do this. Like, how do you do all, like, how do you get it all done? Right. And I realized that people struggle with productivity, with planning, to-do lists, mm -hmm. setting goals, like doing all of that. And then, you know, when I always say, I don't have time, like, when am I going to have time to study and right. to start a business? March, 2020. Global March. 
it was like shut down but reset for you go ahead go ahead yeah, and explain yeah, yeah. it so <laughs> pandemic explain for the people in the cross the street now you're not transporting inmates you're not people not coming into the courthouse ain't no trials happening right. so my job thank god didn't lose it but we were working from home and so at that point, they don't really care about us being on, online eight to five because they just care about us getting the work done. And wow. probably because I'm such a planner and ain't nobody at this house to distract me, I'm able to get eight hours of work done in four hours. It's only so many books to read, so many puzzles to do, so much <laughs> Netflix to watch. I'm not really a nap person. I can't go nowhere. So I was bored. So all those thoughts of people saying, you should be a coach, you should be a coach came back to me. And I'm the type of person, once again, productivity mindset doing all the work <laughs> if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it right so therefore if i'm gonna become a life coach i'm not gonna just tomorrow say i'm life coaching i'm gonna find a program i'm gonna get a certification so i start googling life coaching life coaching schools programs and mm -hmm. finding different ones and then finding ones that i thought i was interested in like some of them had like you know free seven day samples so to kind of get a taste of which one i wanted to enroll in and then the program that I ended up going through, Transformation Academy, they actually have a faith-based component. Like they talk about God and stuff as well. I made it halfway through the first video and I was like, oh, this is why y'all said I should be a coach. <laughs> you like, I found my other little passion, child. Good exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because, and it's funny because sometimes people are like, law and coaching, how do they, like, how do they relate together? Well, they like, seriously. They feel like they're two different opposites of, of the spectrum, but they're really not. So I'm a government attorney. I'm a public defender, which means I don't choose my cases. I don't choose my clients. I'm, I have to work with what's given to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are often in criminal situations because of life choices, life circumstances, mm -hmm. possibly mindset. So yeah, really a lot true. of me doing my job, like besides the actual going to court, arguing and advocating, but building that report and having that client relationship of understanding either what got them to this point, if they actually did it, or if they're being wrongfully accused, like how were they in a situation or circumstance to where they were able to be wrongfully accused or whatever the case may be. But a lot of that is get into the root, get into the why, get into the foundation, That's which is so a lot true. of what I do with my clients in coaching. Mm -hmm. you're coming here with this problem of I don't have time for this I don't know how to do this woe is me and you're ready to come out of that like I don't want to ever see my criminal clients again like I want to do my job in such a way that they're like you know what I need to get my life together or yeah definitely impact about the whole situation and mm -hmm. that's the same thing with me and coaching I love for you to come back and be a returning client, but my job is, if I'm doing my job right, you shouldn't ever need me. I've given you the tips, the tricks, the tools that you need to go forth in life and plan and be productive. A new situation in life might come up where you're like, hey, I don't know how to build this into my schedule, so you return and work with me? Cool. But you shouldn't have to work with me for the rest of your life. Yes. Listen, her link is in the bio. Now, what state are you? A, a lawyer? Uh, I'm in Florida. So listen, y'all always want to talk about Florida backwards, but somebody's getting it right. Like, yes. <laughs> sincerely, because the thing about it is, it's like you, acquired minds always want to know how did the person get into the crime? Because we all know about, okay, you're, you're, you're a product of your environment and we understand that matter. And we understand like, okay, how do that 
we understand that the person could possibly go back to court, but it's just like, how do you prevent the person to go back to court, to go back to the same situation? So mindset is everything. And some people, again, product of your environment, different choices, different educations, different backgrounds, different, um, different oh. opportunities. Because that's some people that don't go past outside their parking lot. Well, that's some people that go don't go past the, the corner store that's right there or that you know, that particular part. So it's just that mindset is very, very important. Now, is that the way that you give back to the community knowing that you did that? Or is it because, or is it another segue of uh, of your business that operates in that way? In terms of giving back to the community? Yes. I mean, I guess technically my job, because government attorney is giving back to the community. But honestly, I don't look at it as that. Like, I know people ask me all the time, like, you've been doing it for 10 years. Like, clients like to ask, when are you going to become a real lawyer? I am a real lawyer, y'all. I go to the same law school that the private attorneys went to. Half of them came through this office. So I don't look at my job as giving back to the community. But I look at, to me, impact is giving back to the community. So the free content so that I give out on social media, like all of that is, and I know it's more than that as well, is giving back to the community. So I never really looked at how I or my business gives back to the community. Like, yes, I volunteer. Like, yes, I do things. I want to do more. Like, I don't think I do enough. Like, I think I can give back in more ways. And one of my like missions or like my vision statement, I guess you would say is that I'm inspired to impact. Like I do this all for impact. It's not about the money. Cause once again, I never planned on starting. I, I, I didn't want to do this. I never planned on starting this business. So it's not about the money. Like thankfully, God willing, full-time job covers the bills. This is all about creating impact. So the money that I get from coaching is going towards like paying down stuff so that by freeing up more money, I have the ability to make a bigger impact, to donate, to sponsor, to give back, to, I don't even know what it's fully going to look like, but to me, my voice is my power. And in any way that I can use my voice, podcast, coaching, law, blogs, social media, whatever, to me, that's my impact. So me giving back is getting my voice out as many places and ways that I can so that people can hear me and hopefully in hearing me, something of what I say in any conversation gives them either a spark of light, a piece of hope, a desire to want change, or at least a desire to look into wanting to change, even if it's not the catalyst for change. Because you never know who you inspire. You never know who you motivate. Because a lot of times people watch you in silence. And it's not until two, three years from now, somebody might tell you that something that you said impacted them. And you're like, wait, that's what impacted you out of that whole, this speech is about this and that's what you got out of that? But hey. Oh yeah. And that's the thing about it is that I love the fact that you just like using your voice freely. It seemed like it's not like you're limiting yourself. I mean, how can you a whole lawyer, but it's not like you're limiting no sincerity. Like, you know, the laws, you know, everything. So it's not like you're limiting yourself or like, you're not even operating out of fear. Like you just out here doing it in faith and definitely in love and getting those testimonials is just proving that listen, it's working. So let me make sure that my voice is okay. Drink my little hot tea something you know so I just really want to say that that's alone and just knowing you within like this whole 20 minutes is just inspiring because you don't especially when it comes to women like and looking at the history of it like yesterday I did this podcast and that was one thing he said he was like women in business he's like it is your job and I was just like I don't know about that part but he was just like women starting a business is so 
like challenges. We have our challenges. It's so much harder because it's that we're always taught about being in the kitchen or I'm not trying to sound like discrimination on this podcast because I don't want it to be that way. But what I'm saying, especially for depending on the color, depending on the culture, it was always taught that you have to be under a man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm out here, like, let me be submissive to you, boo. Like, let's go ahead and put a ring on it. I'm all about that. But it's just the fact of not getting lost in head sauce, not getting lost in his image that we forget that we're all a person as well. To be submitted is to submit to what you have going on. But that doesn't mean that we have our own identity. That doesn't mean that we can't be a Proverbs 31. Like she she was being submissive and still having her own business. Yeah. She was being submissive and still waking up. I don't know how you your personality do in terms of ter- personality A <laughs> waking up early in the morning, making sure that you get things done and making like she was still being that person. So it's just it's nothing wrong with being submissive, but it's just to understand that you have your own idea. Fortunately, I have not been in that in that season to be married. I don't know how to do it. And I don't want to be those peers, person that's saying that, hey, you know what? Um, hey, you know what? Um, I have something to say and you've never been through it. It's like you're just talking out the No, way. I agree. Like I, I like know? the same thing. Haven't been married, but that this conversation, I was having this conversation kind of early. Like, I don't want to be defined by my role. Should I get married? Should I have kids? I don't want to be like, Coach Lee is a wife, a mother. No, Coach Lee is a coach, a speaker, an advocate who also <laughs> happens to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. First, and all the other roles that I have come with it. And I think for me, that's a part, like a big part of my, like when you have me introduce myself, women, we play so many roles and we often yeah. get lost in that song. We start trying to be the wife, the mom, the team leader, the coach, the whatever these things are that we start dimming our own light. We start yes. doubting ourselves, limiting ourselves and saying that we don't have time for our goals because all these other people need us. Yeah. So you, the people who, the gift that you have that you aren't willing to show up in to embody, people need that. People need to see that they too can be this thing and by you not being willing to walk in your calling, your purpose, your passion, and show up as that person, you're limiting yourself and you're blocking your blessing and you're blocking other people who need you to be that blessing to them. Yes, like that was, yo, you out here about to, it's about to be on a t-shirt, keep playing. Let me rewrite it. Come on, come on, come on, speak into this. <laughs> put it on, <laughs> put it on a t-shirt real quick, like for real, since we want to put everything on the t-shirt, let's put something good on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so that is so important. And that's the thing about it, it's just that, when you when when you able to identify all of that, all of that, all of that, and it's not nothing bad. It's something good. What makes like your business so unique? What makes what make you so unique? You know, because I'm able to see you because your visual is so beautiful. I love your hair. I love your dreads. I love well, excuse me. I love your locks. I love all of that. But what makes your business so different than you know Susan down the street and all of that good stuff? Is Susan down the street gonna call you out? Is oh. Susan gonna get in your face? Is Susan down the street going to tell her how it is? Because I can be a little bit petty and sarcastic, but I'm saying uh-uh. it with love. Like, I'm going to come at your throat because you need that accountability. I'm coming at you this way because you need that. That's what you need. People have pacified you for too long. I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to get down your throat because you deserve this. You need this. You want this. You're here working with me. You're here talking to me because you know you're meant for more. You know that you're made for more and you know that you've limited yourself for too long. So what mm-hmm. makes me different than Susan down the street is that I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to hold you accountable. 
you you might be mad at me because I'm because I'm yelling at you, but I'm doing it out of love because I know I know there's more inside of you, and I'm gonna help you get it out. Okay, so you sure you're not a mom yet? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I got a godson, so I got the mama voice sometimes. I, I mean, I'm not that whole mama couple. Like, how many, you you sure you ain't got no babies? Like, <laughs> you a woman, you supposed to carry it, but you sure you ain't forget that shit. It seems like a whole mom just came out. <laughs> so my thing about it is, before if anything, what makes it see what what. Being in that true in that role and, and loving the courtroom and loving your business, what is one of the misunderstandings that people get from you? Because I felt like you were just my mama just like two seconds ago. Like my mama or my older sister, like they be out here <laughs> like, I can't never be grown. I have to, oh, suck. okay, you're right. Suck it up. Okay, you're right. So I'm like, what makes you, like, what's the miss? And, and I love it because it's just love. It's not like, you know, like, oh, she's this, she's that. I mean, I like it at the time, but I love it because it's like, Hey, no, it's white in your face. Just, just embrace it, let it be known, and then just kind of keep it moving. So, what is the misunderstanding that people get from you? Because that's not me, you know. That that I mean, I mean, I will say that I am kind of mean, and I get the confusion. Um, but I think a misconception would be that basically maybe that I have bad intentions with because I said it straightforward and because I didn't sugarcoat it that I'm saying it out of ill will, hatred, jealousy spite but I'm saying it because I see more in you like my co-workers at work it's only so many times you're gonna come sit in my office and complain about something before I ask like what what you're gonna do to change it like right I get that you need sometimes we need we all need vent sessions but yes so after you've vented about this same thing for so long at some point I'm gonna ask you when when you're gonna change it and if you don't plan on change it stop talking to me about it Right. Oh, <laughs> like, right. So I guess the perception would be that I'm that I'm rude, that I'm mean, maybe that I lack empathy, maybe some combination of that. Maybe. But that's that the thing about black, put it that way. Let's just that I'm an angry black woman. Let's just go there. No, we're not saying. That. But that's the thing about it that I love what you said. It's just the fact that like people been pacifying you for so long, especially if sometimes like you've never been in a situation where you had to survive, and then it's not survive, but where you had to step up to the plate. Like for instance, you always see like, and I'm like, and I'm saying this out of what I observed so far, and I'm just like, Lord, like you know, kind of help me with the next generation. You see that a lot in this next generation of, or you hear that a lot from like managers and colleagues saying, man, like they're so lazy, they, this, they don't even take the initiative for this and that. And then it's just kind of like, even pacified, you don't know how to take initiative of things. So it's like someone's training you how to take the initiative and it's scary, but you need it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. But as long as the person know that you're driving it from love. And if your love is tough love, then I don't, I don't, maybe I'm in condition that way. I don't know, but I don't see anything of it. If, especially if the person love you, because I feel like if they come to you, right? This is how you know that you're for the money and you're for the people. They come into you and be like, all right, Patty, it's going to be okay. And it's been like six minutes, six sections, and then no changes has been happening. And it's just like, okay, so are you in it to just say to the person that they feel good and keep it going? Or is it you're in it for a reason? You see what I'm saying? So I love that. Being that, like, you know, getting that misconception or getting all these data from you, what do you think business and faith means to you? Like, what is that? When it when those two words come to mind, break it down, break it down in your own. 
I wouldn't have this business without faith. Like they, it, it's not like faith, God. I won't say that me and him are one of the same. Like you know, working on strengthening the relationship, but <laughs> we, you can't have one without the other. Like faith, a relationship with God, and as a result of that faith, like it's faith to think that I was gonna start this business, that mm. I could grow this business, that in setting goals for next year for for the business for myself that the things that I'm visualizing the things that I'm writing on paper can come to pass like I'm like houseway but I'm right <laughs> so they to me if you for people who aren't a person of faith and I know this is a faith podcast but they think about the universe they think about manifesting and all of that that's all faith like faith mm-hmm. is the belief in substance like belief in things not seen that's a manifestation that's you going after a dream so to grow a business, to be successful in life, really, to to do business, to grow business, to have clients, make money, do all the things in business is a dream. It's a hope. It's a wish and a prayer. That is faith. Yeah, because, you know, you, you said the universe or it, it is a lot of faith to even believe in that, too. And it's just like it, it's faith is what brought you here. Like, think about it. You are so successful. Like, you're from Florida. What part of Florida are you from? I'm Central Florida, so Orlando-esque area. Okay, but I'm pretty sure that there's a bad neighborhood, and I'm not saying that you're from there, but Orlando. Like, it's like, I believe that everywhere is a place of opportunity, but a place like Orlando, it's so easy to just have a nine-to-five. It's so easy, and the reason why I say that is because of the fact that it is a tourist city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm also in Orlando. But this is a tourist city. So it's so easy to just go ahead. I'm going to fly for Disney and just sit there. Nine to five. That's it. I'm going to go ahead and fly for Universal Studios. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please, please. I do not discriminate with those that are working a nine to five. But what I'm saying is it takes a greater faith that you have to compete with these companies. You have to compete with like smaller business. You have to compete with people that are also worldwide as well. So it does take faith to just even not only think about it, but actually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I love your answer. Now, do you have anything that's in your heart that you want to speak about? Anything that you want to empower people about? Anything that God puts in your heart? Primarily, like, we need you, coach. Come on. Uh-uh. Those, those, those thoughts in your head, those dreams in your heart, the thing that keeps you awake at night, go after it. Like the thing that's keeping you up at night, the thing that keeps coming back to you, the thing that people telling you you need to do, go after it. Make a plan. Put it on paper. Okay, you scared to jump out on faith and just go all in on it. Plan. Take some steps. The same way I started this business was, okay, well, I'm going to do the coaching. I'm going to do the coaching certification first. Okay, I'm going to buy a domain. Okay, I'm going to ask a couple of friends, can I coach them for free to practice, to, you know, get the hang of it, for them to critique me and tell me the things that they liked about my coaching style and didn't go after it. That's right. The time is now. You don't want to die with untapped potential. When you go right. to your grave, because you've given everything that you had in life and you don't want to be giving everything that you have in life to other people, give it to yourself. Because right. you're, giving it to yourself, you're giving it to other people. Yes, because I'm like, don't you feel like sometimes like the biggest entrepreneurs, the biggest dreamers, the bigger, like everything are in the cemetery because of fear. So it's just like, say it one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, at, go after it. Whatever that it is, make a plan and go after it. Take a step. Take a step. Faith is taking a step when you don't see the whole, the whole, the whole staircase. Take yeah. a step. If that's so even- for a class, if that's 
buying a like, okay, I got to buy a sewing machine because I want to make crafts, like whatever it is, take that first step that you can do. Sign up for a class, buy a piece of equipment, sign up for something, invest in a coach, whatever it is, take that first step. Get it out of your head, get it onto paper, make a game plan, make an action plan and go after it. Definitely. And it's so important. Now, tell everybody where they can find you, Coach Lee. <laughs> I am at legally, L-E-G-A-L-L-E-E dot me on Facebook. Well, my Facebook <laughs> page, not my personal <laughs> Facebook. My Facebook page, my Instagram, Clubhouse, YouTube that I'm going to, that's that's on the goals board for the next year to put that in. <laughs> but yeah, find me at legally.me. That's even, that's my website name too. So, you know, all together, cohesive. All together. One all of her links is going to be on the episode below. So don't worry, we got you covered. For those that are driving, like I said, do not, do not, don't, don't, don't get a pen, pen and paper. It'll be right here under the comment. <laughs> Keep driving, stay focused. And the same thing, if she's going to do it, I'm pretty sure we all can do it too. We just need to hit her up and talk about these strategies. But <laughs> if she can yeah. do it, we all can do it too. But this in there is a ending of this interview. If you want to coach Lee, and if you want to book it for her time, book it for her legal actions. You, were, you know where her platform is. And thank you for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. I would like to say thank you for all of our listeners for lasting this long on the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed taking the interview. But this show would not be completed without you. <laughs> well, I do want to go ahead and take the time out for wherever you're listening. Please, if you're listening in the car, keep focusing on driving. <laughs> But um, this show would not be completed if I did not take my time out to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. According to the Bible, Romans 10 and 9 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you believe this wholeheartedly, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ. As a new believer, the Holy Spirit will guide you to a local church where you could have other believers walk alongside with you so in that way you can grow, you can learn, and as well you can serve on this journey of salvation. Well, thank you for listening to your Entrepreneurship Podcast. When you have a chance, please subscribe to the show. If you would like to be on the guest of the show, hey sis, how are you? <laughs> please email me at kingdomfirstmediallc at outlook.com or you can shoot me a DM or a personal message as well on Facebook. Or like I said, again, the email is kingdomfirstmediallc at outlook.com. I would love to have you on the show. Speak to you next week. <laughs> Pick you up, yeah. I take a half a day, yeah. no, I ain't giving up, yeah. I gotta have
maybe five or six. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. I just love you, girl. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not in it. Yeah, I'm true to this. Yeah. I don't want you kiss. Yeah. I just want to kiss. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna miss. Yeah. When you're gone on the plane, doing your thing, girl. I go insane. Girl, love, girl, it's your love. Girl, girl, love, girl, I'm in love. Girl, love, girl, it's your love. Pick you up, yeah. I take a half a day, yeah. no, I ain't giving up, yeah. I gotta have